your flagship home for OTU football. WVSP-FM HD1 Yorktown, ESPN Radio 94.1. It's time for the Ricky Ronnie Coaches Show. We're live at Wild Wing Cafe off Sam's Drive in Chesapeake, serving up hot wings, cold beer, and good times. Tonight's show is brought to you by Team Monarch Partners. Pepsi, the official soft drink of ODU Athletics. Pepsi, that's what I like. Cox Business. Cox Business Cloud Solutions offers a suite of cloud services to help you get the most out of your IT environment. Learn more at coxbusiness.com slash cloud. The Virginia Lottery. $11 billion to Virginia's K-12 public schools since 1999. The Virginia Lottery. A win for education. ODU Online, home or away, ODU Online makes it easy to take your classes with you. Visit oduonline.edu slash team to learn more. Atlantic Bay Mortgage Group, Atlantic Bay lends peace of mind by putting you first every step of the way. Optima Health and Sentara Healthcare. At Optima Health, we improve health every day by providing members with quality, cost-effective health care. And Chartway Credit Union. Chartway awards $25,000 every year to the ODU Athletic Scholarship Fund for our student-athletes' pursuit of excellence. Chartway, the official credit union of ODU Athletics. And now, live from Wild Wing Cafe in Chesapeake, here's the voice of the Monarchs, Ted Alexander on the ODU Sports Radio Network. And good evening and welcome to Wild Wing Cafe in Chesapeake for a special Halloween edition of the Ricky Ronnie Coaches Show. We'll have tricks for you, we'll have treats for you. And the interesting thing I want to begin with this evening is I was driving in here and I realized, holy smokes, this football season's evaporating. Just like the kettle of water you've got cooking the corn. And before we know it, we've got just two home games remaining. The last one, the Oyster Bowl against James Madison, is a sellout. So your last chance to get in line to see the Monarchs is the Marshall game coming up a week from Saturday. Go to whynottix.com. And here's the thing about this team. The Monarchs might be 3-4, and four, okay, and they're 2-1 and one in Sunbelt Conference play, but they give you the three things that you have to have if you're going to put down your hard-earned money to go see something. One, they try their butts off. Two, they're interesting. Three, they're entertaining. Three reasons for you to get to whynottix.com and make sure you're at Cornblow Field at S.B. Ballard Stadium when the Monarchs are home next on the 5th of November taking on the Marshall Thundering Herd. And with that, we welcome you to the Ricky Ronnie Coaches Show. Coach, good to see you once again. Yeah, thanks for having me. You know, I, we are interesting, <laughs> sometimes too much so. Uh, you know, I think uh, they, they, they certainly try. I mean, you watch those last couple drives of the game and, and those sort of things, and you're, you're seeing, uh, you know, guys fighting to the bitter end, and I think that, you know, that's something we can always hang our hat on. But, you know, that, 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 that's something I expect from the team. I watch it, you know, every day in practice, and I watch it, you know, every game since I've been here. So at, at this point, that, that's kind of the standard. I know it's the standard, but it's not easy. You look at other programs across the country across the years, and that isn't the case. And so that's why I bring it up a lot, because it's something we need to remember about this group. They aren't hanging their heads. They're going out there playing the next play. They're trying to go 1-0, and that's a, a tribute to you and the kids. Yeah, I mean, it's the first thing I said when I went to the locker room, you know, is that I, I, you know, I was proud of the way they fought the entire game, and, um, you know, things didn't always go our way, um, you know, bounce here, bounce there, but... You know, the guys didn't, they didn't. They didn't hang their heads and those sort of thing. Um, you know, I thought we could have had more juice, especially in the first half. Um, I don't, you know, I, 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 like I said in uh, post game, I kind of blame that on myself. I'd, I talked about discipline and, and those sort of things, which I obviously want us to have discipline and be disciplined in not only our assignments, but, you know, what's happening, you know, pre and post snap. Um, but it, for whatever reason, it just kind of, I think the message just kind of, uh, sunk in too much you know and 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 we we lack that passion uh that allows us to be a great team and so we've got to find that fine line of being disciplined and also you know uh you know playing to that edge it happens with everybody in every walk of life sometimes especially at the start of your day you just you just don't really have it you want to have it you try to have it but you just don't have it how can you determine or when did you determine that the early going in this contest against georgia southern's eagles just was a little bit on the flat side probably when blake broke that run um and you just didn't see the uh excitement and the juice from from the rest of the sideline um and 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 from even the guys on the field um 
you know, even a little bit in the stadium. Yeah. You know, I mean, and it, and it was one of the more impressive runs Blake's had since he's been here. Uh, if not the most impressive. It was unbelievable had. him getting through that pile. Was, and I think he was down three times, but not. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was it was something special. And, uh, yeah, I just think that it it, it didn't uh, – I think we were so focused on getting another first, uh, uh, you know, first drive score and everybody was, you know, you know so ready to go. And, um, and obviously a little bit, of, I think, of it is just we kind of expect Blake to make great plays. You know what I mean? And, and so – um, but I thought that was the moment where I was like, man, we just seem a little off. It wasn't the effort on the field. I, I, don't, I don't want it to come off that way because that wasn't true. I mean, we were playing hard. We were running to the ball. We were covering down. We were blocking. We were doing those things. It was just that little effort, that little extra passion, that little extra um, something that kind of, you know, sets it apart from being a, a, a special day and, and, and a day where you end up, uh, you know, a possession short. All right, here's the chicken and egg thing. Which comes first? The team fires up the crowd, the crowd fires up the team, or is that dependent on every single situation? I love our crowd, and I want our crowd to be as active as possible. But we don't always play in front of them, right? So, like, if, if you're depending on the crowd to get you going, then what do you do every road game? Yep. You know, I mean, so, um, and what do you do every practice? And, and you know, and, and all these different things. You know, what do you do in, in these scenarios like that? What do you do if it's a, a bad weather game and the crowd just either can't get there for whatever reason or, or decides not to show up? I mean, so you, you it, to me, it's it's got to be internal. I mean, it's got to be something where that passion to play the game um, is because you know that you have limited opportunities. Even if you play in the NFL for 15 years, it's still limited opportunity, right? I mean, you're still doing something else for the majority of your life. And so um, even a guy like me who's blessed enough to be involved in the game and coach the game and all those sort of things, I mean, I'm like any other coach. I'd, I would give a lot, you know, outside of, the, of, of my wife and, and, and those two boys. I, <laughs> they're the, you know, I would sacrifice a lot to get one more game, you know. And so um, I think, you know, we say that till we're blue in the face, but it's a little bit, you know, where uh, – the, the expression, the youth is wasted on the young, right? I mean, I was the, I'm sure I was the same way. The letter yeah. to your 20-year-old self. Right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, I'm sure that I, I was the exact same way. And uh, it's just one of those things where um, you just always think that you have more time. And, and what we all have to understand is that, you know, time is uh, the only non-renewable resource. So we better figure it out. It was a bit of a weird start to the game. I mean, both teams missed field goals on their first drives, and you're thinking, okay, they missed theirs. That's okay, but we miss ours. And it's like, uh-oh. And, and sort of a, 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 a bit of a malaise over the first thing. And, and, but then, I mean, the, the game gets churning along, and it's 14-10 uh, after this, the first drive of the second half, and you think, okay, the ship is righted. But I think what we're learning, Coach, and you've known this and said this ever since we got into the Sun Belt, you can't play poorly and win in this league and you can't play okay and win in this league you've got to take advantage of all your opportunities and play well and that's how good the competition is week after week is that fair yeah i mean you look at the players that we're playing you look at the fan bases that we're going against and you look at the coaches we're going against i mean you know coach helton's a good coach and uh i thought they did a nice job and they had a good plan um you know it's funny those field goals everyone's like oh you know the missed field goals missed field goals the only reason I get upset about a missed field goal is not the missed field goal. Because guess what? He, that kid has been very consistent for us this year, and he has banged some big-time kicks for us and has been awesome. So I, I, I don't even worry about that because he came right back. He hit a career long. I yep, mean, he, 44. He, I mean, I mean that, he responded. What makes you upset is that you didn't score a touchdown in the first place, right? You're already upset that you didn't get the ball in the end zone, especially because we've been so good at it since I've been here. And then not only you not get it in the end zone, but then you also don't get any points at all, right? And then they get the ball at the 25-yard line instead of, in, in, you know, in, or 20-yard line instead of whatever. So it's like it turns out it's just like it, there's a lot of things that just kind of add up, and you're, you're just kind of there. And it, 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 uh, you got to go 1-0 and and go the next one, you know. I wouldn't take back either of those decisions to, to kick the field goals. I mean, I, I don't. One was a fourth in like six or so, and that's yeah. that's that's a from the that's seven, a hard putt. I mean, that's tough. And then even the fourth and two. I mean, you know, they're playing well. On you know, they 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 played well on defense. We we made a couple of mistakes, you know, there or whatever. But I mean, I just thought that we need to get points, get us going, 
And, uh, you know, and I didn't want to chase points early in the game. I wanted us to, to build momentum and, and, and get some things going. Um, and, and first drive scores certainly do that. Uh, but, you know, we've got to find a way to get the thing in the end zone, and that's about detail, especially down there in the red zone. Oftentimes, uh, to bring a basketball thing in, if you watch a team after a timeout, and if they execute that play that was called in the timeout, that means people are on the same page, and that's a good sign. Can we say the same thing about the first drive after halftime, where the message has been received, they come out here and have a wonderful drive, and, and should we be heartened by that, or you want to do that every time? Well, I mean, you certainly want to do it every time. It's not like we made some, some big adjustments. I mean, we had 487 yards of offense, um, which is a lot, you know. Um, and, uh, you know, we went 2 of 11 on third down, which is, is you know, not good enough. I mean, that, that, you know, that's, I think we can all agree on that. Unfortunately, most of those were in the red zone. Most of those third downs occurred in the red zone. You know, in, on first and second down in between the 25s, I mean, we did what most good offenses do, which is we didn't use third down, you know, and uh, and I think that that was a, a, a sign, a positive sign. But we've got to be able to execute on third down in the red zone. Um, you know, that's something that uh, we've got to continue to focus on and, and those sort of things. And I thought we did some good things in practice in that area today. Uh, so hopefully that translates to the to the game on Saturday. Monarchs fall to Georgia Southern 28-23. to Again, they're 3-4 and four overall, 2-1 and one in Sunbelt Conference play. And as Loggins and Messina would say, uh, it's back to Georgia again this week. The Georgia portion of the 2022 football season continues with a game against the Georgia State Panthers. We'll talk about that game with our Lexus look ahead. Also, coming up on tonight's Ricky Ronnie Coaches Show from Wild Wing Cafe in Chesapeake, we'll hear from quarterbacks coach Leon Wright. All also, long snapper B.R. Hatcher. Ever wondered what the B.R. is all about? It might dazzle you what the whole B.R. story is. We'll get to that, plus much more. We're up and running from Wild Wing Cafe in Chesapeake, the Ricky Ronnie Coaches Show here on the ODU Sports Radio Network. Hear that? That's the plumpest, juiciest hot dogs you've ever seen getting their grill on. But we both know it'll make it sound even better. Oh, yeah. It's a Pepsi to go with your hot dog. Because when you're chomping on America's favorite meal, relish, mustard, and onions perfectly blending into a crescendo of flavor, there's only one thing that makes everything about that moment better. A cold, refreshing Pepsi. See what I mean? It's like music to my ears. Hot dogs. Better with Pepsi. That's what I like. Ah. At Optima Health, we care for our members on and off the field. With Optima Health's virtual consults, members can securely connect with a board-certified physician for non-emergency care or behavioral concerns 24-7 by phone, online, or through video chat. We offer a full slate of health and wellness tools, personal health assessments, and health coaching available on a user-friendly platform. So visit OptimaHealth.com to find out what our team can do for you. Visit OptimaHealth.com for cost and coverage details. If you're considering starting or finishing your degree online, ODU Online is ready to work for you. Your success is our priority, and we're ready to help you meet your goals. Whether you want to finish your bachelor's degree or graduate with your Ph.D., browse over 120 programs and find one that matches your ambitions. And count on our support from before you enroll, through graduation, and beyond. Visit online.odu.edu team and get in touch today. That's online.odu.edu team. You want the primetime games? We have them. You want the big games? We have them. You want Old Dominion football? We have it. ESPN Radio 94.1. And he hands it off to Watson. 2.59, a school record a week ago. This time he scoots himself through the line, and he's got some room. 30, 25, 20. Watson fighting, pushed out of bounds inside the 15 at the 14. I thought he was cooked in the middle of the pile, James, but Blake said no. Watson, another 100-yard game, his eighth of his Old Dominion career. Monarchs come up short against Georgia Southern, 28-23. It's the Ricky Ronnie Coaches Show. We're live at Wild Wing Cafe in Chesapeake. Coming up, we'll be hearing from cornerbacks coach Leon Wright, also B.R. Hatcher, number 91, the long snapper. And we've got a a fun little announcement to make a a little bit later as well, so you want to stay tuned for that. Coach Ronnie, the uh, tape, what did that show you? Um, I mean... Kind of what I thought it would. I mean, we just weren't detailed enough. Uh, you know, whether it was, uh, you know, a first step here, um, you know, an alignment on defense, um, whether it was eye discipline on, on what we should be looking at so we can trigger faster, uh, whether it was a route depth, whether it was, um, 
you know, a read that, w- that was just a little bit late that caused us to be, you know, be wrong or those sort of things. I mean, it was, it was just those sort of things. And, uh, unfortunately, most of those sort of things happened in between the 25, in between the, uh, 25 yard lines, you know, I mean, the 25 and the goal line really on both sides. Cause our defense, you know, we allowed two touchdowns in the red zone and, and, and we're like top 10 in the country on that stat, you know? And, and so, um, it was just one of those things where it, it our details really lacked in that area. Uh, what it did show from a positive light is our special teams made a huge impact on the game. I mean, our special teams played very, very well. They played fast. They played physical. Uh, they responded to because they really played pretty average at Coastal Carolina, and they came back to doing what they've done every other game, essentially almost every game uh, since I've been here. So I think that that was a real positive and something that we can build on. The, the interesting thing about this is – a couple of you make a couple of good plays in the end zone and that's 14 points right there and with a play here play there now granted in other games plays here plays there might lead to a defeat but in this particular case what fascinates me coach is the fact that there's a sense and i'm not sh- sure it's in nlr hill but maybe somewhere of a little bit of gloom and doom and wah, and we have a whole long week to to wallow in this in this mire but a couple of plays here and there and that game goes the other way yeah, it's funny. We didn't necessarily make plays um, to lose the game, right? We didn't turn the ball over. Um, either did they, right? It was, a, it was a clean, very clean game from that respect. We punted, what, once? Yeah. You know, um, I think they punted, you know, I think two or three times, you know. Um, what we didn't do is we didn't make the plays to win the game. And, and, and uh, you know, there was a couple opportunities that we had to make to make some plays, you know, to, to, to get the ball in the end zone. There's a couple opportunities we made. We had a play on special teams where we could have we, – we probably could have blocked a punt, um, you know, uh, a, a, another block here or there, and maybe we take the kickoff back for a touchdown, which is, you know, pretty standard. But we didn't – that was what we didn't do. We didn't make the play to win the game. And, and, and that was uh, – that was the disappointing part. Usually I'm pointing out the, the plays we made to almost kind of to lose it, right? Well, we, we got rid of those. Those, those didn't really happen. Um, you know, we maybe had the, you know, the, the one uh, post-snap penalty that ended up costing us a, a touchdown there at the end of the first half. But um, other than that, I mean, we were, you know, we were pretty clean, you know. And so it, it's, it's got to be about um, – it's got to be about both, and that's growth, right? I mean, that's, that's one of those things where – Okay, we did this well, guys. We eliminated the, the catastrophic plays. Now we've got to go and make the plays I know you guys can make to, to, to help us get over that hump. As is always the case of the Ricky Ronnie Coaches Show, I, I learned so much just sitting next to this guy, and, and here's another opportunity. So I see Kyle Van Trees go for 578 yards passing against James Madison. They rush for 12 yards against James Madison. So I'm thinking, all right, load up on the cornerbacks and make sure the safeties get a lot of sleep and blah, 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 blah. And you're expecting this air raid thing from Georgia Southern. They come out and run the heck out of the ball. Was that surprising? Did you expect any of that? Could you, did you scheme one way and they went the other? How does, how does that all work? Because I wasn't expecting what I saw on Saturday from Georgia Southern. Well, I think they did a nice job. We, we took, um, I think we did what most good coaching staffs are going to do, and we tried to take away what they did best. Um, you know, it's like we gave them the other thing, uh, but they did a nice job of being patient um, with, with the other thing, and, and, and they ran the ball, and they were very, very patient the amount of times they ran it. I mean, we ran for a higher yards per carry, like we, you know, all these sort of things. What they did a nice job of, I thought, I thought one of the keys to the game you know, he, he was 21, or excuse me, 22 of 27. And so when they finally did throw the ball, it, we weren't able to ever get them behind the sticks, right? You know, I think we had one sack, and they went 22 of no tw- sacks. No sacks, and they went 22 of 27, right? So when they threw the ball, he was able to get the ball out of his hands and complete it, so they stayed above the sticks. So now they could stay very consistent running the ball, and it was just you know, bled, 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 bled. And, you know, that takes a lot more, we talk about discipline, that takes a lot more discipline than you think it does. Um, You know, as a coaching staff, as a quarterback, um, and also, listen, a guy drops a pass or does something like that, and next thing you know, that your whole plan is a little off. So I think that, um, 
listen, you got to give them a lot of credit. They, they, they played well. They executed the plan uh, that they came out with, or they executed a plan that they made an in-game adjustment on, which I think is, 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 is as important, right? We had to make some in-game adjustments on ours. I think that's why you see the touchdown drive in the second half. Um, but they certainly they did a nice they did a nice job with their in game adjustments as well. Well, and let's face it, these guys aren't chopped liver either. I mean, they went to, to Lincoln and, and beat a Nebraska team that wasn't uh, up for grabs at that moment. It was early in the season. They've got some other solid W's. So nothing to really hang the head at. It's just missed opportunities. I think that's the bottom. Well, line. it's funny they 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 beat Coastal if they score red zone touchdowns, right? So they literally like the game that we just had. They had that game against Coastal. And so um, that was that was it was it was something that they learned from and, and they made they made some adjustments on. And now, you know, we've got to do that. And then we did the opposite against Coastal. We did score those points. You know what I mean? So the, the games are very similar. So it's just one of those things that this these games are are challenging. I mean, you know, I mean, Coach Helton, I coached against Coach Helton in the Rose Bowl, for God's sake. He's, you know. <laughs> He's a pretty good coach. He, did, he had uh, a good run at USC. There are those that say they never should have booted him if they weren't chasing the shiny object. Yeah, I mean, he, he you know, and, uh, you know, he does a great job, and his staff does a great job. And, and uh, you know, it was, it was, it was um, I thought it was a good battle, and, and, and their guys came out on top. I mean, they made, they made a couple more plays. They made a couple more adjustments that we didn't make. And, uh, obviously, I wish we could have that back, but. You know, that's the, that's the beauty of football. We don't get to play them again until next year, so I get, I'll be able to stew on that for a year. And that's the one thing about, as you said, your sport. I mean, you stew about those types of things. You don't celebrate the, the victories probably quite as much as you should or would like to or that everybody would like to, but it's also the game of football when it's once a week. You have to wallow in that, that bath full of dirty water until you get another opportunity, which comes up this Saturday down in Atlanta. We'll get to the Georgia State game with our Lexus look ahead in just a couple of moments. But another thing that jumped into my head over the weekend, and I love talking to Coach Ronnie about this, so Penn State had the whiteout in, uh, at Beaver Stadium. Mm-hmm. And there were 100-plus thousand people, and everybody wears white. Now, I have some dear friends that are Penn State Nittany Lion people. And I called them up, and I said, what's the deal? Do they, do they give everybody shirts? Are they sitting on there? And they said, no. These people are nuts, and they're going to all have the whites, no yeah. matter what season of the year. They all have this. They've bought into this. They've got the tradition rolling there. How would you explain the whiteout and how it's taken off and become such a big deal? And, and hopefully one day at Old Dominion we'll figure these things out as well. Yeah, I think the really cool part about that is, uh, well, one thing is like people like legitimately they get white jackets and white Penn for State that shirts for, for, like, Christmas and for their birthdays and things like that just for the whiteout. They, I mean, you know, hopefully not too many guys are wearing them, but girls will get white pants for the whiteout. You know what I mean? Like, a dude in white pants, is a, that's a bad deal. But, like, you know what I mean? It, 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 it kind of, I mean, it's a pretty special deal. I think the best part about it is, is it originated from a student, that was a student deal. Like, they said, hey, we're going to white out the student section. And then they did it, and then the administration liked it and kind of co-opted it. But the, it was then, and it was 100% then. They didn't do anything else and all those, all those sort of things. I'd like to say, like, I, one thing is I love the way our students are coming out and supporting us They're right doing now. a great job this year, better they, than ever. They, 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 they've been unbelievable. I, I, I couldn't be more proud. I, I, I need to find a way to, to thank them a little bit more publicly and, 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 and get on campus and do that because they have done awesome, and, 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 and I've been extremely proud of them. But that's what makes Penn State so special. There's 23,000 students at that game, and they have to buy season tickets, and they sell out, and each class sells out in six minutes or less. I mean, <laughs> that's pretty unbelievable. My, my I mean, godson went there. It's, he, it's, I know the real. It's more people than we have in our entire stadium, yeah. and it's 23,000 students. And that's what makes the thing so loud is, is, is those people. I mean, those students are nuts, you know what I mean? And then what happens? They love going to the games and their students, so they come back when they get a little bit older, and then it's just kind of tradition, and then they, their kids get into it, and it just becomes kind of a thing, right? And, and the whiteout is one of the more special things you're ever going to be a part of. But I tell you what, I, I, again, I would tell you that our student section – I always thought, and I'll just give our students, this is the greatest compliment I could ever give. If we have an overtime game, I've always thought that I would pick the, uh, the sweet side okay. to play at because it'd be louder and those sort of things. And I love our sweets get loud. I, trust me. Our sweets get loud, and it's kind of a cool thing there, and it's a different kind of way to look and all those sort of things. But our students, 
and our band have been so good on the other side that I'm not – it's making me reconsider maybe I need to go over there if we ever have an overtime period because, you know, you get to pick. And, uh, I mean, they've been, they've been unbelievable, and I think it has – it's made a difference, and uh, I hope they continue to come out, and I hope it becomes something that happens, you know, um, until, uh, you know, Dr. Seelig, you know, kicks me out of here. It's the Ricky Winey Coach to sell. We're live at Wild Wing Cafe in Chesapeake. We do it Wednesday, 7 until 8. Still to come, our Lexus look ahead as we take a look at the game against Georgia State. Haven't played the Panthers in quite a while. Also on the way, interviews with cornerbacks coach Leon Wright and long snapper B.R. Hatcher, plus a special announcement. It's all coming up live from the Ricky Winey Coaches Show right here on the ODU Sports Radio Network. At Chartway, we know that it's important to support and give back, bring hope, and do good every day. We do this by raising over 14 million dollars to help children facing medical hardship by awarding $25,000 annually to Old Dominion's Athletic Scholarship Fund and providing nearly $380,000 in awards to other Chartway student members. At Chartway, our people-first mindset is about doing what's right and what's kind, unlocking potential to help everyone thrive. Chartway, the official credit union of ODU Athletics. Knockoffs, copycats, imitators. They all share one thing in common. They always pale in comparison next to the true original. Just like the stylish and versatile Lexus RX. The crossover that paved the way for others. And it's still the best for one simple reason. Nothing else is as good as the original. See Priority Lexus of Newport News and Virginia Beach. High Val Industries has been proudly serving the military and commercial customers in the Hampton Roads area for over 35 years. High Val specializes in the hydraulic and mechanical repairs on all military and commercial marine vessels. The company's ability to perform efficient, high-quality workmanship and interact as a valuable team player has earned the respect and confidence of its prime contractors, partners, and commercial customers. That's why High Val and the Monarchs are a winning combination. Come join High Val in supporting all of your ODU teams. Look them up at www.highval.com. Your home for college football. Hop on the train, Hampton Roads. Old Dominion Football. ESPN Radio 94.1. Wilson came in and blasted Ali, but he held on for the first down at the 22. All right, here's a fake handoff. Going near side. Pass. Caught. Touchdown, Old Dominion. Ali Jennings. That's the way to come out of the locker room. Wolf to Jennings for six. The Ricky Ronnie Coaches Show continues from Wild Wing Cafe in a moment. I'm Ted Alexander with cornerbacks coach Leon Wright. Coach, appreciate the time today. Thanks for having me, Ted. You're a Dukie who became a monarch. Tell me about your college career and how you got to Duke. Uh, college career was, was pretty good. Um, I got to Duke um, just by being a, a great student and and playing my tail off on the field you know and not really worrying about um what happened afterwards uh and and the opportunity just kind of presented itself um knew that i wanted to you know go somewhere that had high academics and um you know the guys came in and 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 swooped me out of st petersburg florida you have to be good at a lot of different things to succeed as a student athlete how did you learn to budget your time correctly and successfully it was tough it was tough um my mom was a a head start teacher when i was younger so you know being a a great student was instilled in me early um but i had to learn how to manage that time you know uh juggling being a, a athlete in my books um but it started it started at an early age you know i was one of the guys that um i did all my my work in in the classroom you know we had long long class hours so i did all my work my homework in the classroom before you know i went out to to play sports you know so i didn't want to i didn't want that to get in the way of any of my my athletics you know so that mindset just kind of pushed me um it carried over to to you know, going into college, and I just made sure that I handled my business before I, you know, handle my, my work on the field. Your cornerbacks coach here at Old Dominion, what are the ingredients for good cornerback play? You got to have toughness, you know, mentally and physically. Um, we play a position that um, is very tough, you know, just covering-wise, but um, you know that a guy is going to beat you. 
you know, you don't want it to happen, but it's going to happen at some point, and you and and the world sees it. You know, the stadium sees it. Um, so you have to be able to have that that thick skin to bounce back. Um, you know, that's one of the main ingredients. You know, and, and be able to make that guy line up and do it again. Um, obviously, the athletic ability has to to be there in order to, to cover those guys, but um, that mental toughness to to know that you're going against a guy that is just as talented as you. You know, you're playing backwards. You have to cover this guy. You know, and, and go make that play. Um, and if you if he happens to make a play against you, that you got to line up and make him do it again. You know, so it takes a lot of heart. You know, and a lot of toughness to to be in that position. You know, and knowing that you know your back's against the wall every play. Talking with Leon Wrights, the cornerbacks coach for Old Dominion University, the Ricky Ronnie Coaches Show Wednesdays during the football season. So you make a mistake if you're a corner, you got to get back and go one and zero the next play. It's easier said than done. How can you coach guys or teach guys that that's the way it has to happen? You have to have a one and zero mentality as a coach as well. You know, um, you can't you can't hold on to the fact that he made that mistake. You know, you have to trust that, trust your coaching, and trust that um, you're teaching him the right methods. You know, and, and be able to adjust um, on the run when when you have to adjust. Um, but you just have to continue to show him the right way to do it. You know, when he make the mistake, um, and then you know continue to, to preach to him that he's he's in position you know and he has the opportunity to make those plays you know when it's time to make them he has to go make them cornerbacks along with wide receivers seem to be some of the most demonstrative divas on the field if you will that's kind of necessary isn't it if you're going to be out there on that island you got to act like you're king of the island don't you it's very necessary you know you have to you have to walk the walk and talk the talk you know um you, you, the confidence has to ooze out of you, you know, because if it, if it doesn't, that, that one and no mentality goes out the window. Like you're going to get beat and your confidence level is going to be shattered, you know, and the, the guys up in the box, the coaches in the box are going to see that and come after you again and again. You know, so you have to, you have to walk with a confidence level that, that, you know, through the roof, you know, and you have to attack every, every play like that. You know, you have to go out there and, you know, um, know that that guy can't beat you. You know, and know that he's got to he's got to line up and and work his tail off to to win a rep every play. You know, um, so it's a it's a big challenge. You know, but the guys love it, and we're we're gonna celebrate every win we get. Win, uh, small, how small it is, how big it is, we're celebrating every win. You know, they don't catch a ball on us. Coach, what do you do when you aren't coaching the Monarch cornerbacks? What do you do to relax? <laughs> I have a, uh, my son will be one uh, next month, so <laughs> That's enough. Uh, um, there you go. yeah, born. he uh, he keeps me occupied, and as soon as I, I get home, his his mom puts him in my arms, so um, that's my relaxing time. You know, he's uh, he's moving around a lot right now, so I'm chasing him around. So um, that's my that's my life, my nightlife now. What's his name? Lennox. Now, when they become mobile, it's a whole different ball game, isn't it? Yeah, he's uh he's on the go. You know, he's trying to climb the stairs and you know, he's he's just moving fast. So, I got to keep an eye on him. You know, he looked like he has a little athleticism in him. You know, so um looking forward to signing him up soon. Um get him out here on the field. Leon Wright, cornerbacks coach for Old Dominion. Appreciate the time. Good luck this weekend. I appreciate you, Ted. Thank you. Leon Wright, cornerbacks coach from Duke. And has to teach the, I guess you don't have to teach the swagger a lot, but what, what, what are your thoughts on, on the fact that those that are out there on that island need to make it theirs and show everybody that it's theirs? Yeah, I mean, I think it, you know, you got to have some confidence. And, and uh, you know, there's nothing more annoying to an offense than, you know, you throw an, you overthrow a ball or uh, wide out drops it. And, like, the <laughs> and, cor- the and the corner didn't do anything. And they get up and they, they, they jump around and signal incomplete. Like, I, uh, like, being an offensive—that's like the worst and most annoying thing somebody can do to you. But as you know, when it's the other side, I'm like, yeah, do that, man. Like they, <laughs> it, it gets to them, you know, a little bit because every time you don't complete over there, you're like, man, I don't know, man. I, maybe we shouldn't. Maybe we should stop throwing over there. So it's one of those things that uh, you know they got to have the confidence because it is. It is. I mean, you're gonna get beat sometimes. I mean, you know what I mean? It, they're they're fit, called fifty-fifty balls for a reason. Yep. 
So it's so funny, like, no matter which one side you're on, as a coach or a fan, uh, it, when it's up there, it's like, man, we got to make that play. It's like, and then it's the other side. It's like the, their, their side's like, oh, they got to bat that down. Like, you know what I mean? So it's, it's just, oh, I, it's the same way I've always thought on kickoff and kickoff return. You ask the frontline guys on kickoff return, it's like, you got to block that guy one on one. And then on kick, you turn around and you coach the exact same player, the exact same guy, because they're usually the same person. You turn them around and then you tell them, if you get blocked one on one on kickoff, <laughs> That's inexcusable. <laughs> like, I can't, like, I just, I never had to do that. But, like, if I was one of those kids, I'd be like, Coach, what, what are you talking about? This is ribald right now. You play a lot of guys. How difficult is it to yank a guy who's having just a rough go or, or, or is making the mistakes that lead to that difficult decision? Yeah, it's, it's tough. It's tough um, because you, for, it's tough for two reasons. One, you know they're, it's tough if they're just having a bad day, right? Like if they're if they're um, they're going and it's just not going their way, right? You know, a quarterback's just not he, he's making the reads. They're just he's just not throwing it very well. A wideout's just you know not catching it very well. Um, it's a little bit easier if they're making a bunch of mental mistakes. It's like, hey man, you're you're not focused. Like we got to get you out. Um, but or if they're you know you know getting a lot of penalties or doing something like that. The, the hard part about it is you know you're going to need them again, yeah. right? I mean, if they're in there to begin with, then they're, they, they probably are in the rotation. You know you're going to need them again. So you, you, you've got to do it in a way to where it's like, hey, man, I believe in you. It's just right now for our team to win, we've got to go with somebody else. And, and I think that that's, that's a really tough thing. It's a really humbling thing. And I think the guys always understand it. But, it, I mean, it doesn't feel good. You know, I mean, I mean we've all had that moment. and It doesn't, it doesn't feel great. It comes back, we've talked about social media a lot and those types of things. And, of course, I'm leading toward the, the Patriots and the Bears and, and the uh, Mac Jones and Bailey Zappi. And have, when have you gone beyond the point of no return if you're the coaching staff making those decisions? I would hope the professionals especially, but college kids too, would understand that this isn't personal, this isn't permanent, this is for right now, and this is hopefully going to act as a motivator for you to get better and stop those mental mistakes or whatever the reason was that got you yanked out of the game. Your, your thoughts on that? Yeah. So, I mean, I think the hardest thing for people to understand is, I mean, I genuinely care about the players on our team. I want them to succeed, you know, personally and academically. Um, and, 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 you know, athletically. I want to see him go out there. And I want to see him dominate. The fact of the matter is my job is to win football games at Old Dominion. I mean, we, we, we could lead the country in community service and, and, and GPA and all those sort of things. And if we're not performing at the level that we should and that our fans deserve and our alumni deserve, um, then they're going to find a new coach, you know. So I – it's my responsibility and, my, and the, res, the responsibility I have to not only this university, to Dr. Seelig, to Dr. Hemphill, and to all of our fans, but also the responsibility of the other 114 guys on our team that I put everybody, every player in a position in order to succeed to help us win. You know, And, and I think that that's the thing that sometimes uh, gets tough for people um, because I do care about them. I do want to see them succeed on a personal level, but it, it is still a business, right? I mean, I still... Um, pay my mortgage with this thing so it still is it still is a business is the thickness of the skin for your student athletes the same thickness as it was 5 10 15 20 years ago um or it, it's do just, these decisions because they're magnified with all the noise of the social media era now that it's harder to have a thick skin no i think that i think the skin is probably the same thickness the difference is just very simply, we communicate more with our players than we ever did before. So then they have more of a platform to communicate back to us, whether it's either on social media um, or what would obviously what I would prefer is face to face. So we probably hear more of their complaints than we did before. But that doesn't mean they have more complaints than they had before. It just means we hear them. Do you understand what I'm saying? Like, I mean, it, players in, in, in a bygone era, we kind of thought we didn't necessarily think we had those either opportunities and or rights or whatever you wanted to say. And now um, the 
whole thing has changed a little bit. So, so guys feel like um, they, they, there should be more communication and we should talk more and those sort of things. So it's, 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 I'm not saying it's right, wrong, or indifferent. I'm saying it's just it is, it is different, you're right? And so I don't think that the kids are any less tough mentally or physically than they used to be. How difficult a coaching situation was it in New England uh, on, uh, on Monday with the, the quarterback situation, which is the highest profile position in sports, and when you feel that it's best for your team to win – by yanking your starter who just came back from injury and putting in the the wunder kid who looks good for a little bit and then not so much how, how hard is that yeah Can you imagine no it's hard I've, I've i've had to do it before it's very difficult i think that here's the interesting thing about this whole thing and this is probably where i'm getting to what i'm saying is where people feel like they have a different platform than they used to okay there were people on that team that questioned bill belichick publicly when was the last time you remember that happening? Yeah. Never. You understand what I'm saying? Like, and, 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 and when was the last time you had reporters asking questions, setting players up in order for them to do that with Bill Belichick doing that? So I just think it's not only the players. It's the, it's the media. It's everybody. And, and, and why? There, there's more media people, right? Like everybody's a reporter now. So you've got all these websites and everything. You don't just have the three local newspapers. They really depend on Bill Belichick for stories every day. So they kind of can't tick them off, right? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So the whole, everything has changed. And, 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 and you know, we all, we, we all make decisions. And you know what? It's, they're all based on what happened. If Bailey Zappi goes out there and keeps playing like that and they win the game, then Bill Belichick made the greatest decision in the history of coaching. He ended up turning the ball three times over three times after those first two touchdown drives, and now it's a story. You know what I mean? So it's just one of those things that I think that uh, it, 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 everything's a results-based business, and we all have to understand that. And, and uh, I don't judge the kids any different than I used to is, I guess, the whole moral of it. It's the Ricky Ronnie Coaches Show. We're live at Wild Wing Cafe in Chesapeake. Still to come, we'll hear from long snapper B.R. Hatcher. Also, our Lexus look ahead to the game against Georgia State. Right now, though, here's some little bit of breaking news here at Wild Wing Cafe. We're talking about the Town Bank-Royal rivalry, which was just announced today. Town Bank, in association with Old Dominion and James Madison Universities, presents the Royal Rivalry Challenge, a year-long competition between the Monarchs and the Dukes. Every time these institutions meet on the field or the court or wherever, the winner will get a point. A half point will be awarded if there's a tie. This includes both regular season and postseason competitions. At the end of the academic year, the school with the most points will hoist the Royal Rivalry Trophy. The Royal Rivalry is presented by Town Bank. Banking is personal, and your bank should be to Town Bank. Monarchs have some work to do in this Royal Rivalry, trailing the Dukes now. But uh, football's coming up on the 12th of November. That's the next event, and we will look forward to uh, maybe making a little dent in that Dukes lead. The Town Bank Royal Rivalry up and running. Great to see that, and we look forward to trophies and pageantry and animosity and hatred and fanaticism and all that stuff surrounding Old Dominion and James Madison back in the same conference, the Sun Belt Conference. Coming up next, we will hear from B.R. Hatcher. Keep it right here on the ODU Sports Radio Network. Hey, Monarch fans. Atlantic Bay Mortgage Group is a proud sponsor of ODU Athletics. We've made it our mission to lend peace of mind. We know that every borrower is unique, and we're dedicated to putting you first at every step of the loan process to help you reach your home buying dreams from one home team to another. Atlantic Bay Mortgage Group, LLC, NMLS 72043, is an equal opportunity lender located at 600 Lynn Haven Parkway, Suite 100, Virginia Beach, Virginia, 23452. It's no longer about answering the most emails or pulling the most all-nighters. It's about prioritizing what's most important. Hey, Lexus, give me directions to Eagles Peak Hiking Trail. Calculating route. That's why the Lexus NX has an interface engineered to understand you and an available 14-inch touchscreen that's simpler and more intuitive. The Lexus NX. See Priority Lexus Newport News and Priority Lexus Virginia Beach. Availability and accuracy of navigation system depends on many factors. Data charges may apply. 
Domestic Fuels and Lubes is dedicated to providing their customers with the highest quality products along with fast and courteous service. They have grown over the last 35 years to be the largest locally owned and operated petroleum distributor in Southeast Virginia and Northeast North Carolina. Whether you require motor rows or lubricants for your business, pumps and tanks for your construction projects, gasoline or diesel for your fleet, serving the maritime industry or heating oil for your home, you can take comfort in knowing that they are there. Visit DomesticFuelsAndLubes.com or call 757 545 to get in the game with domestic. Your exclusive radio home for the college football playoffs and championship. ESPN Radio 94.1. Wolf with Watson to his left. He's going to hand the ball off to Blake, and Blake is going to get into the end zone. Touchdown, Old Dominion. Don't go home yet, kids. 28-22. Extra point pending. The Ricky Ronnie Coaches Show. Back to Wild Wing Cafe in just a moment. I'm Ted Alexander with B.R. Hatcher. Number 91, the long snapper for Old Dominion. B.R., good to see you. Good to see you too, Mr. Ted. How are you? I'm excellent. Now, Jefferson, South Carolina, tiny little place, 50 miles southeast of Charlotte. Tell me about life in Jefferson. It's kind of like Mayberry. Not a whole lot happens. Got one stoplight, and that's about as much action. What do you do for fun? I mean, when you're growing up. Climbed a lot of trees, played outside a lot. Mama would lock the door and keep the dirt out the house. That's about it. Fishing, is it a big deal for you? Huge deal, huge deal. You ever reach into and grab a catfish in the middle of the night? What do they call that, noodling? Noodling, no, I don't, I don't, I don't really stick my hand in there. It doesn't take but about one time with water moccasins before you learn that ain't a good idea. What's, uh, what's your fishing expertise? Give me a fish story. I don't have any good fish stories. I'm a terrible fisherman. I just like to go out there and hang out. It's quiet. When did you first think about being a long snapper um honestly i just did it because coach said go do it and that was it i could throw harder than anyone else on the team so they were like well just go do that and i was also offensive line size so they had to worry about a little guy getting run over when did you realize maybe you're pretty good at this um i was at uh university of south carolina uh back before the new rule change and everything and um i met up with a man named anthony giuliano he worked with the organization uh, Coles, and he just sat there and said, if you want to get good at it, let me know. So I started talking to him, and I guess I got good at it. What is the key to being good as a long snapper? Just understanding there's not a whole lot of pressure on it. Um, I mean, people want to see points scored, you know. So I, for us, we got Ethan Sanchez back there kicking. My job's to be as perfect and seamless as possible so he has the easiest job in the world my job is to make everyone else's job easier apparently so but to be good at it you got to get back there fast and accurate and the right spins and that type of stuff. how many rotations between you and john morton what do you mean rotations how many times the ball spin around so you know where the laces are any idea no clue i just know um we got our yard and distance that we practice at i know how much you know butt to put behind the ball to make it get there on time how far, I know you'd go about seven yards for a field goal, a little farther for, for a punt. How far could you go and get it to someone down the field? How, how, how far could you snap it? I, honestly, I couldn't tell you how far. All I know is I'm supposed to stop at 15. <laughs> Make it stop at 15. You ever talk to Lovato, Rick Lovato? Uh, yeah, he's, uh, we've got on a couple of Zoom calls um, here in the last couple of years. With the, uh, he, he does good talking to our special teams and kind of helping guys mentally prepare for the game and understand that um, – it's a, it's a simple game. Football hadn't changed in a while. so It's, it's important to keep that in mind because you can get so far into your head where it makes you worse, can't you? Oh, yeah. That's a, the, the, the worst part or the funniest part for me was going from, um, like I said, I played offensive line in high school, so you mess up on a block, you go right back in, you got another play the same way our guys here do. Of course, they don't want to mess up, but for us, it's a little bit, you know, I snap it and I go sit over there for eight minutes and just think, wow, I just messed up. Or, you know, a kicker misses it, you know, it just – you. You just think about it a whole lot more, but you really just have to learn how to not think. Did not thinking help you through your rehab after you got injured at Wake Forest? First game of the year, you're running down there trying to hustle, et cetera. You get injured, you're done for the year. What was that like for you to come back from? Uh, it was awesome. All glory to God on that one. He gives me the ability to come out here and play this game. Um, I've got an education with it. i got a lot of great friends and just great opportunities and times out here with everybody. And honestly, if it wasn't for him, I wouldn't be standing here today. I wouldn't have been able to get through those uh, those kind of tough days of rehab. But thankfully, I did. 
fans are wonderful for hundreds of different reasons, but they don't know what goes on behind the scenes in terms of someone trying to get back to the dream. What would you say to maybe younger players that are facing the same kind of thing on how to get through it? Well, I mean, there's only, there's only one true failure, and that's quitting. If, as soon as you quit, the only option is failure. But if you keep trying and you keep just stacking days, they might not be the best days. But if you keep going in the right direction, you'll get there. What are you studying here at Old Dominion? I got an undergrad in exercise science, and now I'm working on a master's in physical education. Once you finish your football stuff, what's what's the dream job for you, Br? Oh, dream job's NFL, man. <laughs> gonna, after, gonna after the football, um, I would love to be a high school strength conditioning coach. Whether that means owning my own gym, um, hopefully one day, or being able to work in the school setting and just really helping the high school athletes. All right, Br. Broughton Royce is that a family name? No, sir. It was a pulled out a hat name. <laughs> How did they put, what kind of hat? I don't know what that hat was. I told mama never wear it again, but you know, she, uh, I was born and that was the name that came out. And I, it was a friend of, I think it was a friend of my father's, his last name was Broughton and it was a whole lot funnier to say that. So that's just where she liked it from. And when did it become BR? Uh, whenever we'd learned, I couldn't spell too good. <laughs> nah, I'm just messing with you. But, uh, yeah, no, um, I remember first grade or I guess kindergarten I was going out and my mom had to explain to me, your name's not BR, like, you have a real name. Um, but so I've always just been known as BR. Whole lot simpler. Broughton Royce, Hatcher, number 91. Appreciate the time. Yes, sir. Thank you very much, Mr. Tiff. BR Hatcher, number 91, the long snapper. He's one of the characters on the Monarch football team. Yeah, the guys like to point out that his, uh, um, his accent tends to vary. <laughs> so for they, the setting, <laughs> they they yeah they, they they like to point out that like when he's just around them hanging out that it it, it it's, doesn't get it, that deep. It's not it's it's not quite as uh, uh you know thick. You know what I mean and uh, <laughs> that sort of thing. But every once in a while I'll, I'll have him you know read our quote you know when I think it's appropriate. And then uh, the other one I love I love to have uh, Ethan uh, Dwayne read our quote. You know class it up a little bit. You know so yep, the Melbourne um, native. Yeah, so it's it, it, it's good though. But Br's he's great, I and mean, he works really really hard at his craft, um, and uh, and he holds guys accountable, and and uh, you know he, he is also very very consistent. I would say that's his, his greatest is uh, you know his greatest strength. The Ricky Ronnie Coaches Show continues from Wild Wing Cafe in Chesapeake with our Lexus look ahead. Brought to you by your local Lexus dealer. We invite you to test drive a luxurious Lexus today. Lexus experience amazing. Georgia State's Panthers two and five overall, one and three in Sun Belt Conference play. Head coach Sean Elliott. They've got a win at Army. Also beat Georgia Southern forty-one to thirty-three. Their losses at South Carolina to North Carolina. Charlotte, the only win for the 49ers this year was over the Panthers, Coastal and App State. First thought on these Panthers. Yeah, they're going to run the ball. They run it. I mean, they're going to run the ball. The quarterback does a nice job. I know his uh, maybe his completion percentage and his yards per game don't necessarily uh, say that, but I really like the way he operates their offense. Um, he can run it. Um, he's a good athlete, uh, but, but he's, he's a very good runner of the football. Um, he, he operates the offense well, um, and, and, and they're tough. You know, Coach, Coach Elliott is a tough man, and you watch him on the sideline, and, and uh, um, you know, he has a lot of passion for the game of football and for his team. Um, and, and, and I like, I really enjoyed, you know, getting to know him uh, at the, uh, you know, the Sunbelt Conference media days and other things that we've done, and, and just because – you can see it, it takes you about 14 seconds to see how much he loves the game of football, which is, uh, you know, obviously you guys know how much I love it. So uh, it, it, I have a lot of respect for him. Number one rushing attack in the Sunbelt Conference with 233 yards on the ground per game. After the difficulty stopping the run a week ago, what do you do this week to prepare for this type of attack? You just get back to work, go back to practice, uh, hit your techniques and fundamentals and make sure that uh, – you know, you're in the right spot and your eyes are in the right spot. I thought that that was part of it for us is we just we didn't have great eye discipline sometimes and it allowed us to be just a, a hair late here, a hair late there. And then, you know, guess what? Those moments add up to, you know, an extra yard and a half, an extra two yards per carry. And that doesn't, you know, I mean, that's three feet, right? 
you know, six feet, and, and, it, and it turns out to be a lot. So uh, those are the sort of things that we've got to get corrected, that eye, eye discipline. But, you know, I have a lot of faith in our, our defensive staff will have a great plan. Monarchs and the Panthers live on Saturday here on the ODU Sports Radio Network. The Toyota pregame show begins our coverage at 2 o'clock, and the kickoff from the former Turner Field in Atlanta, the home of the Braves, will be the home of the Panthers, and we hope a fun place to visit for the ODU Monarchs. Coming up on the Ricky Ronnie Coaches Show, we'll take a look at the Sunbelt Conference standings in our remaining moments with the coach here, live from Wild Wing Cafe here on the ODU Sports Radio Network. We love winners, and at the Virginia Lottery, we celebrate winning every day. Whether it's a small win on a scratcher or a multi-million dollar jackpot prize, we provide fun and entertaining games to our players. Hi, I'm Kelly G, Executive Director of the Virginia Lottery. As we cheer on the Monarchs this season, we want to remind you what the lottery is all about, supporting Virginia public schools. The Virginia Lottery, a win for education. Rain on Big Blue and rain on Checkered Flag. As a proud sponsor of all things Monarch Sports, Checkered Flag is bringing its A-game by offering amazing new and pre-owned vehicles that are haggle-free, commission-free, and come with a three-day money-back guarantee. With over 17 brands to choose from and a new location on the peninsula, ODU fans know they can find the perfect vehicle to show off at the next tailgate. It's a match made in heaven. ODU, where winners play, and Checkered Flag, where winners buy. Hey, Monarch fans! If your game plan for this season includes buying or selling a home, we have you covered. Howard Hanna is an official real estate partner of Old Dominion Athletics. Howard Hanna is the number one family-owned and operated real estate company in the United States with 20 offices and over 700 sales associates and employees locally. Howard Hanna delivers a winning strategy to help make your home ownership dreams a reality. Make your next move with confidence with our exclusive 100% money-back guarantee. Get in the game with Howard Hanna. We'll get you more. For all your football needs, keep the dial right where it is now. ESPN Radio 94.1. Welcome back to Wild Wing Cafe in Chesapeake. It's the Ricky Ronnie Coaches Show. Just gave away some goodies. Trivia question was, what are the three, one of the three records that Ricky Ronnie still holds at Cornell. Most touchdown passes in the season had 25. Also, most passes, let me get the glasses on this, most consecutive games with the TD pass, 15, and most passes attempted in a game, 64. Yeah, we lost that game. How about that? Yeah, we lost. Well, you only completed 28 of them. I mean, come yeah, on. Yeah, it was a, that was an awful, awful, awful game. I'll tell you a quick story there. Sure. Got a guy, this is, this is a really bad story. I threw a, I threw a glance to a guy, uh, my buddy Tim Herman, and he caught the ball, and he just, he really should have kept going straight, but he just kept going across the field. And he got hit by their safety at Bucknell, who happened to be a two, he ended up being a two-time uh, defensive player of the year in the, in the CFL. <laughs> and, he, and he hit them back in the days when uh, targeting wasn't really a thing. And, like, they, they, had, to, they had to cart him off. Wow. It, was a bad, it was a bad deal. It was a bad, bad deal. And uh, his girlfriend, I still remember it, his girlfriend who ended up, he ended up breaking up with her, which is a good thing for him because she was awful. But um, <laughs> she, she was yelling at me uh, while the game was still going on, which is good times. Good times had by all. Monarchs, second place, Eastern Division with a 2-1 and Sunbelt Conference record. Coastal's at three and one. JMU at three and two. Georgia Southern at two and two. App State two and two. Marshall one and two. Georgia State one and two. A dogfight in the East, which was what we expected. Yeah, I mean, I mean, just read those teams. I mean, it's good football teams across the board, right? I mean, I don't think uh, you know if if you're sitting there and you're a Power Five team and you're going to play in a bowl game, and you got and, and and one of these is one of your reward. That that that's a bad reward. Coach, appreciate the time here tonight. Best of luck down in Atlanta against Georgia State. Thank you. Thanks for having me. That's Ricky Ronnie. And don't forget, we're looking at the Toyota pregame show start time, 2 o'clock on Saturday from Atlanta, then the Monarchs and Georgia State Panthers at 3 o'clock. For the coach, Ricky Ronnie, and the gang here at Wild Wing Cafe, Ted Alexander, good night from the Ricky Ronnie Coaches Show on the ODU Sports Radio Network. You've been listening to the Ricky Ronnie Coaches Show. 
Special thanks to all our 12th Monarch fans for supporting tonight's show. We'd also like to thank our host location, Wild Wing Cafe, serving up hot wings, cold beer, and good times. Tonight's Ricky Ronnie Coaches Show was brought to you by Team Monarch Partners. Pepsi, the official soft drink of ODU Athletics. Pepsi, that's what I like. Cox Business. Cox Business Cloud Solutions offers a suite of cloud services to help you get the most out of your IT environment. Learn more at coxbusiness.com slash cloud. The Virginia Lottery, $11 billion to Virginia's K-12 public schools since 1999. The Virginia Lottery, a win for education. ODU Online, home or away, ODU Online makes it easy to take your classes with you. Visit oduonline.edu slash team to learn more. Atlantic Bay Mortgage Group. Atlantic Bay lends peace of mind by putting you first every step of the way. Optima Health and Centera Healthcare. At Optima Health, we improve health every day by providing members with quality, cost-effective health care. And Chartway Credit Union. Chartway awards $25,000 every year to the ODU Athletic Scholarship Fund for our student-athletes' pursuit of excellence. Chartway, the official credit union of ODU Athletics. Broadcast coverage of the Ricky Ronnie Coaches Show is authorized by ODU Sports Properties, a division of Playfly Sports Incorporated, and is intended solely for the private use of our audience. Any rebroadcast or other use of the accounts and descriptions without the expressed written consent of ODU Sports Properties or Old Dominion University is prohibited. The Ricky Ronnie Coaches Show is a presentation of ODU Sports Properties in association with ESPN Radio 94.1, your home for ODU Sports and Max Media. Follow all your favorite Old Dominion University sports anytime, 24 hours a day at odusports.com. This is the ODU Sports Radio Network. The Tim Donnelly Show, tomorrow afternoon at 3 on WVSP-FM HD1 Yorktown. ESPN Radio, 94.1.